Are we rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sound. I'll sound. Speed. All right, guys. All right, one take. All right, mark it. All right, action. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film in You Win Show. I like movies, big, big movies, big movies. It's floating pictures, it's so great. Well, hello everyone. How's it going? It's the Filming You In podcast, part of the Grilling Out Network. This is where we talk about movies and we watch good, bad, and just kind of sports ones. I'm Max Grill. I'm with you guys again and new to the show. Me? Jor- yeah, Jordan. What, do you want to air Jordan? No. Is that what you want to be called for this? No, it's Jordan. Just fine. Jordan. Just Jordan. His airness. Yeah, so you're new. You like basketball. Love it. Yeah, you're wearing a Golden State Warrior jersey right now. You're wearing a Giannis Antetokounmpo shirt. Nice. Shirt jersey. Shirt jersey. Shirtsy. I wanted to get in the basketball mood. So watched a movie that, you know, I've been meaning to watch. It was on my bucket list. Of course, we're talking about Uncle Drew. <laughs> Funny story. This came out uh, the summer 2018. I asked Air Jordan over here if he wants to go see it in theaters with me. And his response was, no, I have to clean. You would, I have to clean. He had to clean the whole summer. Summer 2018. All summer. Looking back, would you have rather saw this movie or clean? I'm fine cleaning still. Are you I'm, still cleaning from the summer of 2018? It's going to take a while. I'm hoping it's clean I'm by just, Uncle Drew, too. I'm just happy I didn't have to pay for the movie. But I am glad I saw it at the yeah, same time. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's true, you know. I didn't need to see this on a big screen. Well, I have a pretty big TV. It's a, pr- so it's a, still, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty substantial it's, TV. Yeah, it's a big TV. One would call it a big screen, but of course not the big screen we're talking about. Right. Yeah, it's on HBO now. It's yeah. It's pretty fast. Yeah. So if you've got HBO now, go check it check out. Check it out. I'm sure it's, it's like it's worth the watch. Amazon Prime. I think if you're things. a basketball fan, it's worth the watch. Yeah. A lot of, of course, Uncle Drew is based off the Pepsi commercial from 2012. Kyrie Irving, then a Cleveland Cavalier. Right. But now, of course, he's a Boston Celtic. And it was a, he was Uncle Drew Cleveland Cavalier before LeBron. This was, all that stuff was all yeah. pre-LeBron. Do you remember when this commercial came out? Because I kind of knew who Kyrie Irving was, but he was pretty young on the scene in 2012. Yeah, I mean, it's it was kind of like not to go back to what we said we weren't going to talk about. Like, but when Steph was with when he when he first got drafted, no one knew who he was, and then he kind of exploded. I'd argue more scene. people knew who Steph was because Steph Curry had his Davison days of the tournament, yeah, you know. So he, had a, he knew. yeah, his father, of course, was from the NBA as well. But, I mean, I think if you followed the game enough, there was enough excitement coming out of Cleveland that there's this young street baller who had, yeah. like, really good handles. One of the one-and-done players, you know, of course. The, That's all of Duke. The people that yeah, the people that want to go straight from high school to pros, but they got to do that stop at one of these prestigious right. universities. But Kyrie Irving kind of made a name for himself in this. I enjoyed the commercials a lot. I did, too. Because um, they originally started out as, like, a, a hidden camera thing. They were It was supposed to be, like, a schooling real street ballers not knowing that this was Kyrie Irving in full-on makeup. Yeah, exactly. He dresses up as an old man named right. Uncle plays this guy's old Uncle Drew, right. comes out there, plays like really bad for a while, really stiff and really old, and then just starts schooling people, dunking, right. shooting threes, calling people young blood. Mm-hmm. I get buckets. Right. Really fantastic commercial. And hell, they loved it so much they made it into a they movie. They made it a movie like a four or five years feature yeah. movie. You yeah. know, Uncle Drew we got here, so we're going to dive right into that in just a little bit. We're going to do the film focus. Of course, focusing on Uncle Drew. 
We're going to talk about what we're seeing in this movie. A lot of basketball players involved with this movie. A lot of inside jokes. A lot of inside jokes. Of course, it has Lil Rel. That's kind of new on the scene now. He has a sitcom at the moment. He has a sitcom. He's also from Get Out. Right. Um, He was also in Bird Box. uh, (laughs) Plays a grocery store worker that just knows everything. Yeah. You know, he's in the Rosa Bruce Willis for some reason. Yeah. This guy's kind of on the scene. He's all over the place. He's uh he's he's in this movie so yeah. and uh, Tiffany Haddish who's which, also everywhere we got Nick Kroll there's yeah. there's some peoples in this movie so yeah. we're gonna totally cover into this in the film focus just a little bit and then after that we're gonna talk about our top basketball movies because yeah. this, this is a basketball movie this right is a basketball movie this is a basketball weekend and there, yeah everything basketball football season is over it is time for basketball this is my girlfriend's favorite time of year she loves basketball she loves it. She says her favorite thing is the squeaky shoes and the bouncy balls. <laughs> if you're listening out there, don't worry. It's basketball season. I hope she keeps that in. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Uncle Drew, spoilers. All right. <laughs> so, um, bye. Uh, yeah. But you've been warned. We're going to talk about Uncle Drew. It's going to get ruined because we're going to talk about it. So, all right. Thank you for listening. If you just wanted to hear my opening, and now it's time for the film focus. Yeah. Hey, hey, Hocus Pocus, it's the film focus. So, going into this movie, overall, what was your expectation? I did not know. I mean, I had seen the commercials. I knew that it was just supposed to be a bunch of basketball players dressed as old people, but I didn't know what the actual storyline was going to be. I mean, assuming it was about the tournament, because we should get, get enough of that from the sure. trailer. But, um, yeah. Once it started coming together, then I, I already, not only did I figure out what the movie was about, I figured out how it was going to end. I was borderline between it's a joke to watch this movie as opposed to like maybe it's just going to be like some ex-basketball players, current ones, uh, having a good time, having fun. Right. And I think I kind of got met halfway there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a joke to ever like I would never sit down and talk to someone like, hey, did you see Uncle Drew yet? Yeah. That was a really interesting movie. I love their take on politics. You know, yeah. like it's yeah. not one of those kind of movies. <laughs> They're just uh, There's not going to be a criterion collection <laughs> of Uncle Drew. If you're not a basketball fan, like you got to sit this one out. You got to yeah. ride the bench on this one. Yeah. So right off the bat, we got like this kind of talk about our cast that we got going on here. We have Lil Rel. Lil so Rel. Lil Rel. Is that his first name? Lil? I, I think that's what he goes by. Maybe it's Rel, but he was credited as Lil Rel. Lil Rel. I think it, they make a lot of jokes about his height in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because he was, I think he was as tall, if not taller than Nate Robinson when they were standing next to each other. Yeah. I would, I think actually like he might be a little, like around Nate Robinson height. Right. And I'm talking about the wheelchair height. Right. So he's in. Um, <laughs> So, of course, we got Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, I believe he's like 25, 26 now. Mm-hmm. You know, now Boston Celtic guard. But when this movie came out, he's still... He's still a Cav. Still, well, when they were filming this, he was still a Cav. But when right. this came out, he, 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 he was, was a Celtic. Tr- then he became a Celtic. Yes, exactly. So, But he wears the number two in this. Yeah, so, you know, he's his, still Cleveland Kyrie. number, yeah. And then... Um, Bunch of uh, ex-former players. We got Chris Webber, C-Web. The you preacher. Know, the plays preacher. Who I think was the best, out of all the athletes, I think he was the best actor. Okay, yeah. I, that whole first scene when he's uh, when he's like with baptizing, the, baptizing the baby, the baby yeah. and around his waist. I yeah, thought he right. did a good job playing this preacher type character. Yeah, I mean, I think that's debatable. But I, I mean... Well, it surprised me because I've seen <laughs> Reggie in commercials. I've seen Shaq. Everyone's seen Shaq stuff. Yeah. I've never seen Weber act before, and I thought he it was surprisingly good. Yeah, I've never seen Chris Weber in a movie. Yeah. I, the only time I've seen him acting is when he complains about fouls on the court. You know, that's, <laughs> that's about it. So um, We have Shaquille O'Neal, who Shaq. we have seen in some movies before. Yeah. Uh, we've seen him in Kazam. S- Steel. Steel, which is... 
It's an amazing movie. Amazing um, Superman-esque movie. Blue Chips. Blue Chips, which um, he, it was actually good in. I yeah, think. it was really good. Because um, he was just playing a basketball. He was playing a college basketball player. He was basketball playing Shaquille player. O'Neal. He was playing Shaq. Yeah, and Shaquille O'Neal is named Big Fella. It's yeah. called Big Fella. None of them have actual names. They um, just go by their nicknames. Also, also Preacher's wife is uh, Lisa Leslie. Lisa Leslie. Um, who, uh, who's Betty, do- Betty Lou. Betty Lou. So she's a WNBA player. Great. Probably the greatest WNBA player of all her, time her up to this day. Rebecca Lobo. Yep, she's up there. I mean, there's some you know. women now in the league that are on their way. Yeah, Diane sure. Jurassi, uh Who's that? Candace Parker. Candace Parker. But I think she would be considered like maybe the Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh, Cheryl Swoops was really good. So like she was at the very beginning of the WNBA. Right. So it was really good to see her in this movie. And I thought she was fun. She was fun. She well. was fun. Um, she was the first female basketball player to ever dunk. Yes. Yes. First, first ever. So yeah. yeah. And she's tall. She is really tall. She I mean, she was like, like eye to eye, but she was almost eye to eye with C. Webb. Wonder, do you have what her height is? I don't. But Chris Weber is what six? He's like not, six ten. Six, six, yeah. yeah. So she was kind of up there with yeah, him. She's yeah, she's up there. So she's like six six, six seven. Yeah, she's pretty tall. Um, she was great in the movie. Nate Robinson. Nate Rob boots. plays boots. boots. Um, he's in a wheelchair for most of this movie. Right. Uh, but I thought Nate Robinson was great. I thought he was great. I think they did a great job with the makeup on him. I think he looked. Old, like he they did. made him look like. Mainly, he didn't. He didn't talk for maybe the first eighty percent of the movie. That I think, he was, yeah, I think ninety percent. Yeah, he was and not, I think that's why talking. he was more believable too. Yeah, uh, more on boots later though. Uh, Reggie Miller, of course, is in it. Um, he's uh, legally or actually blind. We don't know. Yeah, lights, <laughs> lights, uh, lights. Reggie Miller playing an old blind guy. Essentially, uh, he was great in it, and. Cover the whole team. Did I miss anyone on the team? No, I think I think you got it. Yeah, that's everybody. I think I think you got the team down, and then of course Kyrie Irving that we talked about, oh, and then we yeah. got some other. We got uh, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll. He's playing the nemesis of Lil Rel. Yeah, in this such movie, a Herb. such a. I mean, I know this movie is absurd in its own way, but his <laughs> character is like there's no one on the planet that it's, uh, like it's this exists. Sort of made for Nick Kroll. Uh, yeah. His name's Mookie Bass too, Mookie. which is great. <laughs> and obviously, Lil Rel is called Dax. So. We don't have to call him Lil Rel this whole time. Right. And Aaron Gordon plays uh, Casper. Casper, yeah. or Casper D or something. Casper, like. he's, he's the current like street ball He's the street guy. ball champion. So Aaron Gordon, of course, for the people out there, he's an actual professional actual basketball player. now. He plays for the Orlando Magic. Former dunk champion. Yes. So Aaron Gordon is in this. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. No. And Tiffany Haddish makes an appearance as both... Dax's girlfriend and then Nick Kroll's girlfriend, yeah. uh, or yeah. Mookie Betts, Mookie's, Mookie Bass, Mookie's lady. Yeah, and I think that about covers it. I think um, that covers the cast. And as oh, as then there's there's Boots's Boots's daughter, which I've never seen her in a movie before. <laughs> no, I I was looking her up. I don't. She, uh, the only thing I I recognized her in, she was in Mad TV for a year. Oh, the, okay. sa- the same year as uh, when um, uh, Key Keegan was on it. Yeah, she. Uh, didn't have that much to do in this movie, honestly. Not really. That's, that was obvious kind of going to be the love interest at the end of the movie. It's kind so. of a throwaway character. Even Haddish's character, I think, could have been played by anybody. She really didn't <laughs> yeah, do much. Yeah, could have did without her. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, more about these characters a little bit. Let's just talk about the first thing we see. We see a 30 for 30 trailer You're to right. start this movie. Uh, 30 for 30s are some of my favorite. Um, so as mine as my well. favorite sports documentaries, of course, is ESPN. They're covering the the old uh, the original Uncle Drew, the Rucker Park team. legend Rucker, Uncle Drew, the Harlem Buckets or something it's like the Harlem that. Harlem Buckets, um, yeah, and they were they were like they were the shit. They were they the were shit. Great. Um, and then something happened right at the final, so they were gonna win, and then team fell apart, and they had yeah. to forfeit. And some of them ended up moving 
away. Well, uh, they don't know what happened to him anymore. No one knows what happened. They're covering it. So there's a pretty awesome 30 for 30 trailer. kind of gives you a little taste. And then then we're out of that. We're into the movie. Well, the, the 30 for 30 also had a, a lot of great cameos from... Everyone just showing up to the party. Steve Nash, Steve Bill Nash, Walton. Chris Mullen. And then like actual uh, like Rucker Park legends, like the Destroyers in there in yeah. the glove. But then, yeah, like Steve, Steve Nash and just random people. It was a fun opening... I'm almost willing to argue that I kind of want to just see this movie. I kind of want to just, just see, see the 30 for 30 or just something like a 30 for 30. That's a fake movie. Just documenting this fake uncle drew and stuff and then cut with like you, actual scenes happening. I think that's actually a better movie. You than think what, that would have been a better movie if those characters still played those characters. Like if Shaq yeah. still played big fella. Sure. I, I'd be fine with it or even throwing in different characters. I just think the whole style of it would actually been a little bit more engaging for me rather than that. Just kind of, I think if Generic, that happened, like safe, safe Hollywood movie that we got out of sure. it. Sure, so. and I think that would have been hilarious if that did happen because uh, Chris Weber, who we talked about, is in it. He refused to do the thirty for thirty on the Fab Five. Right. So that would have been hilarious if he did this fictional 30 for 30, and yet he refused to be in the actual... Interesting, he doesn't do the Fab Five doc, but he'll do Uncle Drew. He'll do Uncle Drew. (laughs) I'll play a preacher. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so the 30 for 30 was a really fun treat. I'm, I'm, I think we're both feeling that 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 might have actually been a more interesting movie. Yeah. It would have been a little bit more engaging for me, but not. We're going to go into this... If you've seen one story, you've seen them all. We got Dax, played by Lil Rel. He's coaching this team on the court. Uh, Casper, Aaron Gordon's character, is his his ticket to win this tourney today. He's got $5,000 invested, $100,000 on the line to win. They're going to be great. Boom, here comes in Mookie Bass, Nick Kroll's character. They have a history. They have a history. He's beat him before. He blocked his shot when he was younger. And he's still, at this age, they're in their mid-30s. He's still reminding him. Yeah. And they. it, it also sounds like they both haven't let it go. Both Rel's having nightmares about Well, Dax is having nightmares about it. Did you play sports? I did. When you were a kid? All right. So what I, sports did you play? I grew up playing basketball. Okay. You played basketball. I played basketball. I played soccer. I played right. some football. I will admit there's some moments when I used to play these said sports that some stuff kind of stuck with me. That exact moment happened to me. Um, I'm, I'm over, Not a game winner. But. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortably over it at, thir- yeah. at 32 <laughs> yeah. years old now. Yes. I probably forgot about it that weekend. I'm just telling you, if someone from my childhood that, like, let's say, blocked my shot in basketball mm-hmm. shows up when I'm in my 30s to taunt me about it, I'm going to be like, okay. Yeah, I'd let him awesome. because that's obviously all he has. This is all you care about. Right. You know, and he cares about it so much. He has it tattooed on his arm, his his, his belly. Stomach. He's got all his championships. It's, he's he's coached multiple championships at this point at Rucker Park, and right. he's just in it. They're not even here to practice at the gym. They literally him and his crew showed up just to fucking mm-hmm. tell him that. Yeah, they're just like, boom, what's up? Yeah. So Dax is, you know, he actually says a great line. He calls him a Dax head, or uh, he said, uh, he's called him a bag full of dicks at first, and he said, my name's Dax, and he and then Nick Kroll goes. Bag full of Dax doesn't make any yeah. sense, which I actually thought was that that had to have been a Nick Kroll. I think they just gave Nick Kroll line. a bunch of takes to just say a bunch of stuff at him, and I yeah. bet like Lil Rel was like that as well. Sure. Um, but yeah, so he's he's taunting him, and then you know Aaron Gordon, Casper D comes up to him, and you know he's like, "We're all cool," and then we find out, dun dun dun, the reason he's playing for his team is because he's promised him new sneakers, new, new Jordans. Because uh, that's enough to woo a guy. Yeah. Uh, we find out that um, Dax is a Foot Locker employee. Yeah. 
He's making promises he can't keep. He's talking about, I can get these sneakers for these guys and that, and they'll stay on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's dating uh, Tiffany Haddish's character. I do not remember her name. I don't um, either. It's, it, but it Jess. Jess, it doesn't matter. It's, it's Tiffany Haddish is in a movie. I mean, I'm sorry for the <laughs> yeah. Tiffany Haddish fans out there, yeah. but like this is a prime example of like, it doesn't matter. She's got that one note. Mm. She's just like, just playing Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. So, but she's kind of like the sugar mama, though. He she doesn't is. have that I much mean, money, but he's got the high hopes that make or break. I'm going to win this tournament with the team I have. And that's enough to keep him around, I guess. Right. That, their relationship's based on his um, assumed success that he's going to finally win this tournament. And we don't know what she does for a living, but she had a really nice apartment for living in, like, Manhattan. Yeah, because at first we question a Foot Locker employee. Yeah. Um, then we find out it's her place. It's, it's hers, and he's kind of living off her right now. Mm-hmm. And let's just go ahead and jump cut. We're in the Foot, foot We're in the We're in the Foot Locker now. now. And Casper shows up with the Tiffany team. Had, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. So he has to buy the new sneakers with his employee discounts, like eight hundred for the whole team. The whole team. He buys the sneakers. His card's declining. It's yeah. almost he's gonna go to jail. Yeah. And then Tiffany Haddish is like, "We split those winnings from the tournament 50-50. And then I'll pay for the sneakers, mm. and like they're really invested in this hundred hundred k tournament. Right. You know? We don't and know. I don't think we know it's a hundred k yet. We don't find out till later, but I mean, we we know. We're it. assuming it's enough money to make Tiffany Addish buy eight hundred dollars of sneakers right. to you know propose that she's going to get half right over it. Um, and you know, next day things don't go well i don't even think it's the next day i think it's like the second he goes back to the gym after they're wearing their shoes yeah he um, nick kroll takes the whole not even just casper it's it looked like he took the whole team he took the whole team he doesn't have a team yeah which makes me question <laughs> Cas. Uh, not not casper it makes me question uh, mookie bass's team that he came in to taunt him the day before <laughs> yeah that means he just dropped them dropped all and then all. just took his team yeah. for him and he's like, thanks for the sneakers. <laughs> yeah. And before you know it, then Tiffany Haddish breaks up with him. So now he's lost his team. He's lost his girl. He's on the streets. He's on the street with a garbage bag. Yeah. And it's over. It's over. And all he seems to care about is just getting a team together. Getting a new he's, team. he's got $5,000 invested in this tournament. Yeah. He has no money. He should be looking for a place to live or a new job. And he's just going from park to park looking for people to join his team interesting you brought it up uh you should find a new job i don't ever recall no (laughs) i don't recall him losing his job i just recall him just uh the footlocker beats done where we've covered it that's true because the shoes were paid for so he didn't get fired he just never went back to his job exactly he's on the hook for the 800 dollars shoes but then tiffany hadge paid for it oh that's good but he's no longer putting on that ref outfit at footlocker anymore no he's moved on from it yes so he needs to find a new team. He goes where everyone would go. Goes to a barbershop. Mm-hmm. We got uh, old Mike Epps and old, old JB Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> so we're already starting the actors that are not that old, but dressing up as old people. Yeah. And they're like, you gotta go check out this Uncle Drew. Mm-hmm. And then here's like probably one of the better movies of the movie because they really just reenacted an Uncle Drew scene from one of the commercials. Right. He goes to the court. Uncle Drew's acting old all over the court, calling him young blood, and then all of a sudden when he gets the ball, he just takes over and wins the tournament. Right. Or not the tournament, the one-on-one The one-on-one matchup. for uh, the staying. No, they have to play the game the right way if he wins. That's That was the bet. Yeah. He would leave the court forever, and if he won, they have to play the right way. Yeah, it's a really good bet. But um, yeah. it's it's kind of leading up into later when we talk about uh, you know Dax's problems with money and Uncle yeah. Drew, it's like, it's not about it's not money. About it's money. not about greed. It's about the game. And when I think about basketball, it's like 
simple you bounce the ball bounces back to you you know he's like mm-hmm. got his philosophy which i can dig so yeah i don't know i mean maybe throw in five dollars if you're gonna just exert yourself at 75 just, years old it's funny that i respect more of uncle drew's values over Kyrie irving's values interesting yes which we'll, i'm sure we'll dive into <laughs> later there is some interesting parts of knowing the Kyrie irving that we have now yeah. although i still like Kyrie irving but you i know, do too let's also don't forget that you know, Kyrie Irving's got some cool philosophy in this movie, playing yeah. Uncle Drew, but he's also the one that still thinks Earth is flat. Earth is flat. He was the one that was confused last year when they played Milwaukee Bucks did a throwback court to like the 1960s right. team, and he thought the court was from 1960s. Yeah. So, you know, Kyrie Irving's got some work to do he's on got, some I departments. He's got, one year at Duke. But he, he talks him in. He talks him in, Uncle Drew. Hey, you can play. And it this. didn't take much convincing, because at first he was like, no, no, no. And then immediately he was like, yeah, I'll teach Was these. it when he told them it was Rucker Park? And well, it was, it was when like... he said, let's teach them, let's teach the young kids the way to play the game. Gotcha. And then he was like, yeah, yes, yeah. that's why I'm going to join you and, then, and drive you around the country looking for, not the country, but basically the East Coast looking for these <laughs> right, players. Right, he's going on a road trip right now yeah. in my band. Yeah, and Uncle Drew's like, my team, my players, and you know. Little Rel Dax is just like, no, 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 my, my team, your players. And he's like, no. So he's just along for the ride. He's yeah. not really the coach. He's just kind of more of a GM, I guess. And speaking of ride, that van scene yeah. went on for way too long. Yeah, there was there... a whole, uh, the running joke in that whole scene that went on for like maybe 15 minutes was my van, my rules. My van, my rules. He, he's got eight tracks, his old van. He's got the boom, boom room the, in the back. No hip, hippity hoppity, which is actually a direct line from the Pepsi commercial. The rapidy hippity hop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, of course, boom, boom, room. You have to take your shoes <laughs> off. Take in the your van. shoes off in the boom, boom, room. Um, yeah, but and then he's like, "Get on, we're going to DC. We got to get a guy." And then basically, before you know it, we're just going on kind of like a couple days. Like uh, you know, they're not practicing; they're just going on a long road trip no, to recruit yeah. guys. Yep. First stop, Chris Webber. He's playing preacher. Preacher. He's uh, baptizing a kid a in a big pool. My probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the scene up to the point where like Dax is just. Like stopping the service to say, no, you can't dunk that kid in that <laughs> yeah. pool. And then they're just dunking him. Personally, like, this move past this, but whatever. I guess we got to fill up some time. Which they did a lot of yeah. filler. Was, and this he, movie's mainly filler. Me and his wife, Lisa Leslie. Uh, what was it? Emma Lou? Uh, Betty Lou. Betty Lou. Um, and he's like, time to play. He's like, one more shot at Rucker. Betty Lou doesn't like this, though. He's not allowed to leave the house, apparently. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a stay boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's a, he's yeah. a stay boy preacher, but uh, he escapes. He escapes. She's chasing him down in her Escalade. and F- First of several chase scenes. <laughs> first, yeah, first of several. And then they got to make it over to an old folks' home mm-hmm. where they go over there and they find a Dave and Buster's. We find... We find Blind uh, Reggie Miller. Lights. Lights. We find two people there, but we first meet Lights. Yeah, because he's off... Practicing is like that sounds like lights. Yeah, and uh, lights is that Dave and Buster's just throwing basketballs all over the place. All over he's the blind. He's blind. <laughs> well, it, he's blind, but uh, no, he makes he makes. I mean, I can I can uh, relate to this legally blind versus actually blind. Oh, you can relate to lights. Not well in the sense that like. I am legally blind, but I mean, if I take my glasses, not that they're going to see this, but I can still somewhat <laughs> see. I can see moving shapes. He's not like blind, blind in the sense where he needs a cane. He could still see because remember he just well, gets... he made it to Dave and Buster's okay. <laughs> yeah, but he can't shoot okay. And he so. can't shoot okay yet. Which is good to recruit somebody. So. They just needed a second bot, third body. Yeah, and then then we then we progress over to the nursing home where we have Boots, boots. a la uh, Nate Robinson. And I- 
that was actually a pretty when they first see him i was actually kind of depressed seeing him he's in a wheelchair not talking looking out the window we're we're supposed to think he has like dementia or or something because he's 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 a potato he's like a vegetable state sitting in a chair but then when he (laughs) and then and then Kyrie irving hurls a ball at his face yeah and he catches it yeah what if that he didn't catch it what if he didn't catch it yeah what if he didn't catch it that's gonna be Pretty awkward. This old guy like... Horrible. In front of his granddaughter. Check this out and just hits him in the face. Right in the face. That's it. And then it just cuts to like, I thought this was going to work out differently. Yeah, I did, but he caught it. Luckily, yeah. he caught it. And then... Um, They're like, we got to get him on the team, but we got to like... We got to, like, you know, get him out of here. We got to like... Uh, what was the word? Not kidnap him, but we got to like do a heist. There was going to do a heist. Sneak there was out, like a you know? whole... One flew over the cuckoo's It was nest. the first time we saw Dax's coaching skills because he was riding on like a board. Yeah, but... The escape did, plan. But it didn't matter because, uh, yeah. you know... Boots just rolls Boots up just on rolls the van. up and knocks on the van and yeah. he's like smiling. Yeah. Still hasn't talked yet, though. No, no. Still so not So we're talking. still on this road trip. Uh, right. We have now uh, incorporated the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. We have lights. We have preacher. And Boots. we met Betty Lou. And we met Betty Lou. She's uh, lurking that she's on the run. Mm. We've got that one more fifth member, and we know, uh-oh, there's some history there. There's so. something going on between these two. And then the one and only Shaquille O'Neal is teaching Taekwondo she, to a bunch of kids speech, yeah. <laughs> in the area. Which I don't know if that's supposed to be a Shaq Fu joke. I think so. I which, think, uh... I mean, otherwise, I don't know what it is. Uh, Uncle Drew goes up to Big Fella, mm. and he punches him in the face. What? Immediately. But then Dax is able to talk him into, like, don't do it for him. Do it for the team. Yeah. And then he agrees to get in the van. Um, at that time, Lisa Leslie is caught up to them, and she's driving him. And Lights, the blind guy, the blind drives guy. backwards the whole time. Which is a really awesome, awesome chase scene. Yeah. Um, did pretty good. Did really good. Blind. He, all he, the only thing he hit <laughs> was, a, like, a crate of oranges. Yes. But he drove backwards and was able to pull off a few really good turns. Yeah. So we're kind of in an Alexander Payne movie at this point, where we're on the road, these old people kind of finding themselves. Sideways. It's sideways meets about Schmidt, meets uh, Basketball Diaries. Yeah. So um, essentially that's where we're at now. Um, but now we're, we're at Rucker Park. We're, yeah. It's time. The team is here. The old guys are here. Immediately. Oh, no, no, no. You missed the... Uh, the, uh, the- the gas station scene where they play basketball against the girls' oh, that's basketball right, team. That's right. So um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, Dax is out of money for gas. So his luck luck be that there's a uh, it looks like a high school like age, a high school uh, championship basketball team. Yeah, girls' basketball team. He approaches the coach and says, "Hey, you know, would you like to play my guys?" And it's all the you know these old guys are like hundred dollars. Yeah. And then that's how he's going to fuel their van. So mm. they have a quick scrimmage. Think, thankfully, there's a court real nearby at the yeah. gas station. Old guys lose. Old guys lose. They get pushed out around. Out of $100. Uh, they're yeah. not a team anymore. They're not flowing together. Yeah. Um, you know, Big Fella's still really mad at Uncle Drew. We don't know why yet, right. though. And they lose. But they then lose. Uncle Drew's like, we, we took care of the tab. Why, Why didn't you, you just, just ask, ask us, us for gas? Which money? I like immediately when I when he got declined at the pump. I, that's what I thought. I and thought hit, he was going to ask that the granddaughter like, "Can right. I have money?" Well, and his reason he was it was convenient for the script to let us know how hard out he was for money, <laughs> right. how, yeah. how how poor he really it, was. Yeah. So and how not together of a team they were either. I think yeah. it was a you know let's get that out of the way. Yeah. So we're at the court now. It's time for like you know they give uh, lights. Uh, glasses apparently who yeah. would have thought that was a good idea uncle drew had this magic bag <laughs> and get boots some shoes like like mike shoes like little bow wow like mike shoes 
just like that, he's he's out of his wheelchair, just running around, running around, doing some dunking. layups, dunking. Yeah, it's he's cool. doing good. Like he's been in that wheelchair for years. Years, but he's okay to get up on his feet, right, and do his thing, right, do his boots thing. Mm-hmm. I forgot what he gave Chris. What uh, did I give him? Cross. cross, like a cross that he gave him in the gotcha. when they were kids. We obviously didn't really care about that. No, it was just, I mean on. it made sense because he was a preacher, but I think that was just kind of a throwaway. Right, like you're right. a preacher, here's your cross. And then he gives um, a big fella a, a part a, of a part of a trophy they won in a duos competition when they yeah. were kids. And he stomped it out. He stomped it and out. And said, "I'm actually going to leave this team. I quit." Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we need our fifth member, which brings the question, uh, why did you go why'd on a road come trip? Yeah. If you're going to quit because he gave you part of a trophy. But <laughs> yeah. More on that later, because what we find out, because right before the tournament starts, um, no, 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 that we had the tournament. Then the tournament, we're in the tournament now. Yeah, we're in the tournament. Big fella shows up. He's not performing at all. No. In fact, he's blocking Uncle Drew's shots. Yeah. But, the, you know, Uncle Drew scores a billion points and they win a hundred, you know. Right. Uh, they went a billion to zero, essentially, right. for all we care. Uh, they did really well, but something's wrong with Big Fella. Like, mm. they're, they're playing four people, and he's upset because, you know, he's like, he's greedy. He's doing all that stuff again. Mm-hmm. He even made a Kobe reference at yeah. one point. He said, pass the ball, Kobe. Pass the ball, Kobe. I think he did that when they were playing the little girls. That's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 Pass the ball, Kobe. Oh. Yeah. Um, interesting, then, because then what we... What, what do we actually find out then? Why, we, why, why do they have beef? We find out that uh, Uncle Drew slept with uh, the, big night, fella. the night before, before the tournament, the, the, night the before big the finals, tournament, the finals, the finals. Yes, that he slept with the uh, big fella's girlfriend at the time. I guess he he ended up marrying her after the fact. But uh, yeah, Uncle Drew slept with big fella's girlfriend. Yeah, and it, it just ruined the whole team chemistry. Yes, and. You know, he's standing over a grave that conveniently was in the same area. So maybe, you know, it could have been smart screenwriting. Like, that's why he came on the trip, because he knew a grave was out there. Maybe. That actually makes a lot of sense. Giving away too much credit, though. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he says, I loved her, too. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're they're cool. They're cool. He did the whole high five, too slow thing. Yeah, I did the high five. And then he's like, you know, you can feed me, I can shoot, you know. So it's basically, we're all good here. But... Uncle Drew finally confronts Dax because he finds out that the tournament winner wins a hundred thousand. He's like, "It's all about a hustle to you, you know. Yeah, it's not about family. It's not about the game." And then Dax is like, "You don't understand. I love this game, but the game didn't love me back." Yeah, his be- um, his best line in the whole movie. Yeah, Oscar worthy. Uh, that one line alone. Yeah, and Uncle Drew just kind of says it's not about money, you know, it's about family. And Dax like, "I got no family." Yeah. Um. And yeah, so he was upset, but they, he's still gonna play, I guess. Yeah. Um, next game. Next game. Uh, Shaq dies on the court. Shaq, <laughs> Shaq died. Um, he had a heart attack. Okay. After so, shooting a three pointer. So he shot a three pointer. The team's already up big, but he's like, "Feed me the ball." Shoots a three. Brick doesn't even make it. Yeah. And then falls over and dies yeah. on the court. He doesn't die. Turns out he does not die. He's yeah. in the hospital. He's in the hospital, but he's not in a good. He can't play anymore. Yes, he can't play anymore because he had an episode. Probably has a few stents put in at this point. Who mm-hmm. knows? Yeah. You know. And then Nate Robinson finally says something. He goes. You don't stop playing the game because you get old. You get old because you stop playing the game. Right. It's like, oh, man, another Oscar. Yeah, another Oscar. But um, they don't get nominated. Um, That's true. The Oscar need, noms are They need out a now. fifth member. So we think we're going to throw it over to Dax here because, you know, Uncle Drew's like, why don't you get on the court to play? You right. know, and he's like, no, 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 no. He's very hesitant towards his opportunities to play. Right. Ah, uh, here comes Lisa Leslie. Here comes Betty Lou. Here comes Betty Lou. 
um, surprisingly enough, was chasing them in the whole, this whole movie, but then She's... disappeared for a good day. Yeah. Just to come in conveniently. Well, they don't. The... She doesn't live in New York. She was sightseeing. She was chasing. She was driving. She quit her job and drove them. <laughs> they down. all seem to have quit their jobs. Well, the old people get it, but they were clearly running this church, right? So. But like well, Shaq, what, what his students are just hanging outside of his dojo. Classes canceled for the karate <laughs> class, and uh, Nate Robinson's just sitting in a chair anyway, yeah. so he's but good. Betty Lou shows up. Dave and hey. Buster's is down a shooter, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Betty Lou. But it's like, safer around that Dave and Buster's now. Yes, you don't have to worry about basketballs hitting you in the head. Lisa Leslie, Betty. Lou shows up. She showed up, but it seemed like she showed up out of concern. Like, I think they had called her. Whoa. Because she knew. Once again, giving way too much credit to the script. She showed up because it was time for the fifth member, and it's like, here's the reveal. Right. I got my shoes. Yeah. So, boom. It's finals time. Finals time. They're playing the finals, and they got their five, and then go go figure. Mm -hmm. It is Mookie Bass's team. Right. With that cheating, shoe-stealing Casper. Hate him, Casper Gordon. We hate him, Casper Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Casper uh, we Gordon. find out moments before that because apparently he still wants to get Tiffany Haddish back. Uh, Jess, yeah, that Jess has moved on so fast that she's now she's with Mookie. She's with Mookie now. Yeah. So I, I guess Jess, as a character, loves to shop, has a bunch of money, but cares about this tournament so much that she will date whoever. Right. So whoever Mookie, will win her the so Rocker Mookie Park rubs it in his face. He's like, I stole your girl. I stole your team. Now I'm gonna steal your heart. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, yeah. This guy's really out to just destroy Dax. He really Dax's hates life. Dax. And he, it's like he ruined his life to begin with, and he just wants to keep on ruining it. Yeah. Well, I love the first time he ruined his life is just by playing defense. By playing, yeah. Like, oh, Doing good his... for you. You won. Yeah. So if you hit that three, then you ruined his life. It's better. <laughs> We're supposed to root for that scenario. Yeah. These guys need to just get over and themselves. Then it's, the, then it's the Mookie story. So let's talk about what goes down in this tournament. We got Casper talking. A lot of smack talk towards these old guys. Old, yeah. And which goes in the theme of, like, we're going to teach the, the young kids how to play basketball the right way. I think uh, some smack talk uh, preacher Chris Weber had that I really loved. He just said, like, you know, I just came from hell, and I was busy whooping the devil's ass. Yeah. And I'm like, well, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, things are going really good. Uh, the, the matchup, though, what were the two teams' names? Uh, home Court Advantage. Home court and now, advantage. instead of Harlan Money, they quickly changed their name to Harlan Buckets. The OG name. The OG name. They quickly changed those jerseys really quick. Yeah, he, so. he found a, a, like a, a place that makes patches <laughs> and then ironed on all the patches. Had time and, to go to Jess's apartment to yeah. try to get her back while patching these jerseys. Yeah, patched up all the jerseys. Didn't learn anything about hustling, no. apparently, because he's still hustling. Yeah. So the game goes on. Essentially, we got these two matchups, and it goes how every single one of these basketball movies always go. The evil team. They're always up. They're unstoppable. Uh, Just dunking, three-point shooting, uh, making every basket. All of a sudden, this good team, it's like they don't have their rhythm right now. Right. It's very much like how basketball does play out, but these movies play out the same way. Like, shots aren't going down. We're down. shots. Um, but then all of a sudden they just kind of found their mojo in the second half. Yeah, they they were playing defense. They started playing defense, playing together as a team, because that was one of uh, the argument always is like, it doesn't matter if you have a good offense if you don't have defense. It doesn't mm. matter if you have a good defense if you don't have offense. Hey, you got to have both. Yeah. You, know, you got to have yeah, a good, really. well-balanced game to yeah. win this thing. Um, everything kind of changes then towards the end, because they got all the momentum now. They're hitting all the shots, the yeah. plays. They're having fun again. 
you know, like, uh, you know, preachers dunking it, you know, we got boots like dribbling all over the court. They're passing the ball. Lights is shooting lights out yeah. with those goggles. Mm-hmm. Go magic, figure that would have helped. Magic. Yeah. This whole time. Oh boy. So glasses. The, yeah. the answer would have been glasses. Just go see an optometrist, dude. <laughs> um, lights goes up to block Casper's shot. He blocks a shot. But he twists his knee, and Casper hits his face. Unconscious. Uh, he dies. Casper dies. Yeah. And then he's in the hospital with Big Fella. Right next to Big Fella. That's not real. No, so Casper does not die. Um, but, but he, he, he is can't play anymore. Apparently, they kind of went over that really fast. It's but. funny, though, because they put in Mookie to fill in for Casper, but if you notice, like, in the cut scenes, when they cut to Mookie as a coach, there's still players on the bench. Yeah, they got a lot of bench people, but, <laughs> you know, the screenwriter's like, hold my beer, it's yeah. time for yeah. the rematch of a lifetime. A lifetime, yeah. It's now Mookie's on the court and Dax is on the court. Dax has Dax to fill in for has his moment to avenge what has happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because clearly the teams are really better. We only have really nine seconds to get this story flushed out. Yeah. Amazing how they're just handling the ball back and forth. Yeah. Like, just like clearly the rest of these teams are better. So Mookie's able to, I think he makes a shot on Dax. Uh, Mookie's got the ball back again. Mm -hmm. But then Dax steals the ball. Yeah. Instead of just going up for the layup because they're down by two, stops at the three point line, thinks about it too much, calls timeout. Calls timeout. Nine seconds left. Nine seconds left, and this is time. Uncle Drew's like, you need to take that shot. It's You'll the, be open. No one's guarding you. It's the smart move. And boom. Did you think Dax was going to make it or miss it? I, uh, you know, I didn't know. I knew he was going to make no, it. No, we, so we all knew he was going to make it. He gives, we, <laughs> gives good old Mookie Bass a good pump fake and yeah. nothing but bang. Fakes him out. It was, it was almost the exact same part of the court where he was when they were children. It yes. was that right wing and he fakes him and then he banks in the three <laughs> it was it was absolutely poetic sure <laughs> poetic move he's out there the screenwriter deserves a damn emmy mm-hmm. oscar golden yeah, globe just give him just give him the egot give him, give him the egot he gets <laughs> Tony. i can't wait for this to be on broadway yeah but there was a scene before that too where they reference um chris weber calling a timeout Yes. In the final four. He's like, now remember, we don't have timeouts. Yeah. So, of course, we're doing a... Which is good that Chris Webber, because he mentioned he didn't do the 30 for 30. He didn't do the 30 for 30 for that very reason. So, people that don't know, Chris Webber, of course, uh, in the final, it was uh, Juwan Howard, Chris Webber, Juwan... Juwan Howard, Chris Webber, Juwan Juwan Howard. There's uh, two Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard. (laughs) No, uh, Jalen Rose, you know, that that, that whole squad. um, And he called a timeout when they didn't have timeouts left. Technical foul. Technical foul. Lost the game. Yeah. So it was funny that Chris so Webber has finally got over that. Got so. over it enough to do a joke. A joke in a movie. Uncle Drew comes about, up to him. Yeah. Now remember, we're out of timeout. So are you sure? Yeah, are I you thought sure? we have one yeah. more left. I enjoyed that as like a little inside, as like a as a basketball fan. Yeah. That that they put that in there. Yeah. No, that was really great. Um, you know, the game's over. He he gets the girl. He kisses the girl. Shakes hands with Mookie, says good game. Mookie still is like, oh, I don't, you know. He still thinks it's mind games. Still thinks it's mind games. He's like, I'm going to whoop your ass next year. So I guess he didn't learn anything. No, <laughs> he's such a cartoon. Nick Kroll's character is such a ridiculous cartoon. We forgot about big fellas that's uh, getting no help from the nursing <laughs> oh, staff. Oh, a mean nurse. Yeah, a mean few nurses. A mean few. He I'm asks, not an electrician. Yeah. Uh, but he, he was able to watch it from his 
from um, the like, I almost called the, it a hotel room. His yeah, hospital from the he was lobby. Like, the the where the patient's family. And then we see Shaq's ass. And we see know? Shaq's ass. <laughs> we do see Shaq's ass. Um so the movie went as far as I think it would go. Yeah. I do think I enjoyed the second half more. Yeah. I don't know what was up with the first half. I think Well it was... you liked the first part of the first half. Yeah, it's funny because a movie like this I don't think really needs to so... be made. Well, it's called Uncle Drew, so I don't think so much needs to be <laughs> does it I mean just in general be made? No, it does not need to be made. But they did it anyways, so and we're talking about it. So <laughs> I don't think it ever really needs this whole Dax backstory of he's the coach. Like I mean, simply could just start with Uncle Drew just playing on the court and someone watches him play. Like I for me a movie would just make more sense to just open up this old guy playing on the courts. Someone's like, hey, right. I have an idea. I'm, I'm putting together a team, you know, or or just it's just about Uncle Drew. I don't know if it's just because Kyrie Irving can't carry a whole movie by himself. So they kind of need His Lil Rel. His wasn't terrible. I think he could have. I think it's what they really need is like Lil Rel needs to be in there doing something for the rest of these, you know, ex-basketball players. Yeah, like a comic relief-ish player. type character. Too much at times? Absolutely. I would say it's too much salt and pepper with his performance of just adding way too much seasoning to every single scene. Right. It's almost like he's a guy that, like, cannot stop talking. No, it's like he was, the... he was doing stuff purposely for, like, the outtake reels. So he just kept spurting off. Yeah. He just kept on going. With just him. imagine sitting next to Lil Rel on a plane and just Us. like, dude, you really do not stop talking. Yeah. So all in all, though, I mean, the storyline with him is just, it's as it always comes. We've seen this in a lot of sports movies before. Other movies just, he's down and out. His whole life savings I guess is on the line. Five thousand dollars. Well, five thousand plus eight hundred for the shoes, and then well, he didn't uh, even have a hundred dollars for gas. No. So let's just be generous and say six thousand dollars was his whole life savings <laughs> yeah. from working at Foot Locker. Foot Locker. And we, at that point, know that he's not paying rent. We know that he doesn't no. really, you know. So it's just like, what is this dude's problem? Yeah. And also, like, why are you so fixated on this basketball game then? Mm-hmm. Because it's not about, I'm going to play this game and win it. I'm going to coach a team. Do they also not... It's not like the tournament happened already. Do they not offer refunds? Like, can you I just ask... I don't know. And I also don't know how it works, too, of, like, this $100,000. Like Yeah, that be... means... If it's 5000 like, let's say it's it's all pooled together. What does that mean? 20 teams? Yeah. It doesn't seem like there were 20 teams there. Yeah. Well, whatever the case is, the money. Because I don't know that much about the history of uh, these tournaments, especially, like, Rucker Park and stuff, but... You you have to pay your team, the, the yeah. players, right? Yeah. And I would assume when you had Casper that was still at stake, that Casper wasn't going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll win you this if you just buy me roughly a $200 pair of Jordans. Yeah. Like, no. So that $100,000, we already know 50% of it's going to Tiffany Haddish right. now. So that means you lose you, leaves you at 50 k You entered 5000 into the tournament. Did you think you're just gonna keep the like the forty five thousand profit? Like no, you, like especially the way they act about the sneakers. It's a stupid plan. Just yeah. work more hours at Foot Locker. <laughs> like they get commission there. Like I think Foot Locker employees do all right. Yeah. If like the ones that really care well, about. Well, I think they work they on commission, don't they? I mean, yeah, they probably have some hourly, but I'm sure it's a lot on commission based, like selling shoes, and these shoes are expensive these days so yeah. i just feel like he's okay with footlocker no you're right though i think they should they should i think they'd be uh they should be paying every single person i just a little bit more into like why does he need to win this tournament right. so bad 
it's not like he the shot got blocked in that tournament when he was a kid, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, I don't know. And for someone that says, like, I don't play basketball anymore, I'm so afraid about playing basketball, like, to be involved with it still so much. Mm-hmm. It's like, Just as a coach. He only besides, wants to coach. Maybe besides the whole fact of, like, well, he needs, he's been searching for that redemption with basketball, so this was his ticket to do it, but. Yeah, but, I mean, we're talking about, what, 30 years later yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, a, a lot of elements, of this, like we said, there, this is a movie that you would expect this to play out this way. Mm-hmm. I, I would say I actually really enjoyed the basketball at the end. I thought it was very watchable, it was enjoyable. Right. It was fun watching Shaquille O'Neal, Reggie Miller, Lisa Leslie, you know, Nathan, Nathan Robinson, nah, Nate Robinson, Nathan, Nathan, I mean, Nathan Robinson. Um, just watching them play, especially in the old person makeup, yeah. it was fun. It um, was fun. The it thirty was, for thirty was fun. I was surprised to see Nate Robinson still dunking. I didn't know he could still dunk. I'm sure he could. St- I mean, he's not that old, but right? he's still he's like, like thirty eight. Yeah, but he's still five eight, five nine. Won the dunk. He won the dunk. Yeah, like content. ten years ago. Right, but I mean, I'm sure he still works out in plays. He wasn't like. It's not that far removed from like retiring. I think no, he was on the I, team actually, like a I couple think years I, I'm ago. not. I may be wrong on this. If anyone wants to fact check it, but I think he's playing in the big three at the moment. Yeah, uh, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is in the big three, and he was trying to. Like, he was trying out for NBA teams. Like, I know he was of, like, playing like a year uh, ago. So. Back when it was still the D League, now the G League, he was playing on a few G League. Yeah, teams and scoring a, a lot of points. Yeah. So the guy still gets, as Uncle Drew says, buckets. Buckets. So. Harlem buckets. Yeah. So I mean, overall, with this movie, you know. It was a lot of fun. I think, you know, there's a little bit too much, like, Lil Rel being Lil Rel. There's a lot of Lil Rel backstory for a movie called Um, Uncle Drew. I'd say 100% too much Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just any last final thoughts about this overall movie? And then we can kind of get into some gems and trivia and all that fun stuff. It was pretty much what I expected. It was an... I I wish, like you were saying, I wish there was more of just Uncle Drew and the dudes. I think it was too uh, Rel-driven, Dax-driven. Yeah, but uh, I enjoyed it. I was entertained. Yeah, I thought it was a fun movie. Um, if you if you like basketball, um, I think you'd enjoy the movie. Yeah, I think uh, I'm on a level where you can tell that all of the basketball players um, had a lot of fun. Yeah, they they all looked like they were having fun. They all get along. Yeah, and so I think it's that's enjoyable for me because you can tell like that they enjoyed doing. This role, these parts. Right. Um, yes, way too much Dax, way too much Tiffany Haddish, even a little bit too much Nick Kroll. I kind of like that whole story. I know you need a story for this exist, and that's my biggest argument that I, I kind of think the a mockumentary like 30 for 30 type doc about this would actually kind of no. be, like been more in, enjoyable. Since you've said that, I've been playing that out of my head now. Like if that was the whole movie. It's and weird. I, it, I would have really enjoyed that. Yes, it weird because it starts with that, mm-hmm. and you're kind of enjoying it and laughing. And then right. all of a sudden, boom! It's like, oh no! Welcome to our Hollywood movie. And it, it yeah, yeah, I know. And it, like, if they had the rights for Thirty for Thirty because they were able to show that thing, they should have just yeah. ran with it. Well, ESPN was involved in other stuff. Scott Van Pelt talking Van about the Pelt. record games because that's what Scott Van Pelt comments on for sure. Right. Yeah. Before we get into like you know talking about some other categories, what um. This let's give this a rating. We got to give this a rating. So sure. I'm gonna call this uh, the five buckets rating. So five buckets. How many buckets out of five buckets are you giving this movie? I would say um, two and a half, maybe three buckets. Okay. I'm going with. I would honestly just say this is a one bucket movie. I'll okay. probably never watch this again. Oh no, I'm never watching it. But again. the ending gave me enough that 
it was fun at the end. I was able to just kind of let myself go enjoy it. Maybe on a second view and I just enjoy this a little bit more. Not so much. I don't care about him working at Foot Locker. I don't care mm. about his relationship money. I just, it's, it's when it comes down to it, it's really about these old guys playing street ball in the tournament. That's what the core of the movie was. And I finally got that in the last third act. Right. Which is sad because if, if they would have had more of them playing basketball, which mm-hmm. is what you signed up for, you signed up for these, these basketball players dressed up like old people playing street ball. Which is what this movie is based on. And I felt like two-thirds of this movie is none of that. No, it's just I, them kind of having fun, going a little, you know, like I said, Alexander Payne road trip movie. If you were to put a supercut <laughs> together of the basketball scenes alone, including Ka- Aaron yeah. Gordon Casper, you'd probably only get like maybe 30 minutes of basketball. Yeah, and that's why it's like the ending was enough for me to like, I'm going to bump this up into two buckets out of five buckets. Right. And just because overall it, it kind of met how I was expecting it to go. Sure. I'll throw on a layup. So Two, two buckets and a layup? Two buckets and a layup okay. out of five buckets. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that was a good film focus. Let's get into some gems. Okay, let's get into some gems. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Let's let's just talk about the dance club scene. Oh, right. So this was a gem. Um, I wanted to kind of stay with the plot, but like I think this was a gem because it was just... You take this dance club scene out of the movie... It's the same movie. It's the same movie. So yeah. break, break down what happens in this dance club. There is um, a scene where these two younger, the, all five of the dudes are hanging out. Um, well, everyone's hanging out, including the granddaughter and, and Dax. And these two younger guys start making fun of the older guys for being in a club. Yeah. And then Nate Robinson comes out and they all just start having a dance battle. He calls Nate Robinson, uh, Boots, Frederick Douglass. <laughs> and, and it was at one moment I was like, kind of does look like him, actually. The hair, yeah. I couldn't put my finger on it at first, but I was like, oh, that's actually a good jab because it, it does actually look, you can tell the makeup artist was inspired by that look. <laughs> but yeah, they just have a breakdance uh, yeah. tournament, I guess. Yeah, it's like it's a... kind of like you got served. Your average... Well, so my gem was that... So I'm going to... It actually goes along this. Uh, Charles Stone Third, who directed this movie, also directed Drumline. Oh, yeah. Which is like one of the, another one of those like drum... I think there's some dancing in Drumline it. is a drum movie, for it sure. It's a drum movie. <laughs> it's drum, <laughs> it's but there's like, dan- there's like choreographed dance as well. Well, it's like a marching band tournament. Sure. So yeah, it was a little face-off there. Yeah, so, so. there's just this random scene of just this yeah like this break dance battle it, it's not terrible it's not terrible dancing no it's, it just it, didn't have to happen it's just a little fun i mean that's where at that this point in the movie that we've already talked about before like it's just it's nothing to do with basketball it's just more about the basketball players i think it was also it relates to you what could the, tell they were having fun while exactly. they did it so the i grand, think it was the, fun. Thing the granddaughter what she said it was she's it's the first time she's seen all her her grandpa and all these people smiling and honestly, I know that the director did have like almost a way too in depth like look into the approach of this movie because he was talking about I want this movie to be inspirational that you know a lot of people get you know sad and worked up over like age like your life's passing you by to be like it doesn't matter how old you are you know you can still like have fun and make the most of it right. Mm-hmm. Which is funny though, still because we took like the main character as a twenty six year old dressed as an old person, so <laughs> yeah. it's like it's still like. We, we're not going to make that movie with old people. There are actually, now that I think about it, there are no old people in this old people movie. No, it's a shocking. Oh, that... they're the old ladies crossing the street when they go to the retirement oh, center. Oh, that's true. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they're people in makeup as well. Yeah, maybe it was like Larry Bird. And, <laughs> well, he's actually kind of he's old now. He's kind of old now. 
But yeah, they couldn't have like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like Oscar Robinson, or yeah. like Walt no. Frazier, Bill yeah. Walton, like just actual old people in yeah. there. That's, uh, that is the direction they went. It will always be about buckets. A little minor gem. So this is like, we'll call this its own gem, but this is in the club scene. So another little like sub gem is uh, <laughs> uh, Reggie Miller and Chris Weber, a.k.a. Preacher and Lights, yeah. uh, looking at Tinder. Yes. <laughs> like, I think it was funny because it's Lights explaining in, to Preacher who's the only one married at this point, mm-hmm. how Tinder works. Right. And he's the one trying to check it out. So it was a really weird moment because it feels like, I, I think out of he all was, the guys... I think he was just showing him what the app was. They were, like, looking at it, though. So he downloaded the app. Downloaded the app. Uncle what, Drew still plays 8-track tapes. He doesn't even know what Google is. <laughs> that's true. So I'm just that's saying, true. like, why is he the one that's married? Like, look, I felt like there was a deleted scene in there where he Maybe. decided he broke up with his wife because she, like, is mad at me and won't let me play basketball. It will always be about buckets. Um, and then just speaking of also just Preacher, uh, another gem... Just how quick, oh, man. I'm sorry, we're almost done with this podcast. And what's her name again? Betty Lou. Betty Lou. <laughs> uh, Betty Lou. Betty Lou shows up when um, Big Fella's in the hospital with a heart attack, and um, she's like, "Is he okay?" Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, I'll play." Like, yeah. Man, you were so against this, like the whole movie, and then yeah. just showing up in the hospital, like, "Hey, I'll play." Yeah. It's like, oh. Wait, so you're into playing this whole time? And that also brings the question, like, they're married. Did he know she's a basketball, like, star? I, Well, I think so, because she it seemed like she knew all the other people already. It yeah, seemed like that's she, true. So yeah, she yeah. must have, they must have been together. Man, for all I know, I just missed that. Because she knew who Uncle Drew was when they were in the in the church. So I, I'm assuming she knew who she was, or he she knew who he was. Yeah. The whole team was prior. Yeah. It will always be. About buckets. So a few few more gems. Ah, the boom boom room. The boom boom room. You um, have to so, take your shoes off. Is, uh, so boom boom room usually refers to like some kind of sexy time room. Right. Um, is Uncle Drew just because it's, it felt like he was a loner and stuff like that? Yeah. Is he just banging? He's just random, banging. I guess I guess I was boom, wrong with room? what I just said. There was there was that joke as well. Yeah, in the back of his van. But I, I or he's just calling it the boom boom room. I just don't know. We never followed up because then you saw plenty of people with their shoes on sitting in the boom boom room throughout their road trip. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, he was really clear about his rules. So yeah. I don't really get it. So I don't know. There was the boom. Yeah, I don't know either, and I don't know. I don't. Nor do I want to know. What goes on in the what boom boom room? What goes on in the van, back of his van maybe, with other old ladies? Maybe that was another deleted scene. <laughs> this whole movie consists of every scene and in between a deleted scene. It will always be about buckets. Okay, another another gem. We talked about the bet scene. You know, he's got to pay for gas money, right? And he's very confident that like he can hustle really quick. That these old guys are going to be really good at basketball, and that was kind of like the core of the movie. So one kind of part was. Why were the old people just bad? Because that was like what the whole movie was about is like pretending that you're not good. Right. That's where the commercial was about is him showing up in court acting like he's just old and can't play. Then all of a sudden he just starts playing. Right. We only saw that for five seconds when you first see Uncle Drew then we never come back to that. No, and then he just like, he's Kyrie Irving for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And then on top of that, if he's confident that this is a hustle and he needs gas money, why just $100? Yeah. <laughs> Like, clearly he didn't have $100. No. So if you're betting with money that you know you don't have, how would you just say, like, $1,000? Yeah. 
But or, then it would have put two hundred dollars. Like I don't. It would have put him more in a hole with the uh, people who pulled their money together. He never. But he didn't. He never yeah. planned on paying that guy. He I just know. thought they're gonna win. So he's like, oh, I'm gonna make a hundred dollars yeah. off this. Like, oh, that's maybe why you're in debt because you were horrible at gambling. He's like a horrible hustler. You didn't have the money anyways. You're just planning on getting in the boom boom room van and driving away anyways. <laughs> that's his life now. You jerk. It will always be about buckets. Uh, we talked about Reggie Miller backwards. Uh, driving but um and we also talked about this but i just why did he never have glasses i don't know like, like it, it, all Uncle Jude just surprised him with surprised goggles. him with not even like i would have just given him glasses but he got surprised with goggles that had a prescri- his prescription he had to getting a prescription for something is so hard anyways because you can't just guess a prescription so he he got the right prescription and all of a sudden he's shooting lights out yeah it will always be about buckets. Um, and my very last gem is just Scott Van Pelt, uh, ESPN, just really covering anything related with the record park tournament. <laughs> and not only just re- relating to, he's they're always number one. They yeah they, him they, in the on the basketball court when he's trying to take the shoes off of Aaron Gordon was the number one, not top ten. Right. And then him hitting the shot was the number one on the top ten. Yeah, it was just, it was just getting silly to me at some point, <laughs> yeah. and then also just showing the practice, like you said, like. Oh, this guy is in practice. What's going on, Casper? Like, I, was just, I get it. We need some way to tell this story through videos. Yeah. Um, but also, like, there's... but as for people like who watch Scott Van Pelt's show, who watch ESPN, that wouldn't. That's not gonna. There's also a writer that. Um, oh, uh, uh, Sal Masakela. Yeah, yeah. Who's so... an actual? Yeah, he's an actual, actual writer. Yeah, he Isn't does. he called like Scoop or something? Yeah, he he does a lot of the X Games stuff too. Yeah, so I mean, he's interviewing um, Nick Kroll, aka Mookie Bass. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, man, yeah. they really care about these two people in this tournament just for the sake of the story. So yeah. that's great. It will always be about buckets. All right, well, those are our gems. Those are good gems. Yeah. All right, so before we move into our top list, let's do some quick trivia. Sure. So, all right, so here's some trivia. How do you like that trivia? Lil Rel references to Get Out in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of references. We mentioned Chris Webber's Time Out. Mm. Kyrie says to Shaq, like, that was the best free throw you ever made when, like, he punches him in the face. Yeah. A lot of, obviously, Shaq's really bad at free throws. There was the Kobe moment. I don't know, is there any other references? Just Um, so many, like, little hidden gem trivia. Not anything referenced to something that prior happened, but, like, there have been references that they made that happened to stuff happened in the past, but there are also, like, the stuff with Kyrie saying that he bounces from city to city, but not knowing that he was going to go to the Celtics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, a that. lot of stuff that happened after the fact as well <sighs> that I thought was weird. That, that's a really good point. Another another trivia, uh, Lisa Leslie. Um, so they really did a lot of playing in front of this crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, she hit six three-pointers in a row while filming, and the crowd actually was going insane. Nice. So, like, a lot of them were having fun, but, like... It's not as much trivia, but I guess like she was just like tearing it up, just like she hitting three after three. So they're just filming a lot of these games, and the crowd was naturally just going wild. I, I would too, man. Lisa Leslie's a legend. Yeah, Lil Rel even said that some of his cheers were actually just genuine during the filming, just given because he 
who's just like Welcome had so much fun trivia. watching all these like famous basketball players just actually tear it up on the court and do great. Oh yeah. He said he was actually just in awe and actually cheering for real because they were just doing some really crazy stuff on court. Even those finals when Kyrie was going up against Steph and the Warriors, like I was in awe with him. I've, I've always been trivia. in awe with his ball handling skills. Another another fun trivia since you brought that up too is uh, the shot that um, uh, Dax hits is almost, and it was kind of with Kyrie Irving's input, it's extremely similar to the game back, seven back, three-pointer, back. three-pointer that he hit last minute over Steph Curry. Oh, so, yeah. how, how, do you remember that game? Of course I okay, do. Cool, cool. Don't yeah. worry, you guys want some yeah, yeah. So. Makeup took about three hours each day for all of the actors to get into their, the basketball players to we get saw, into we their- We saw a time lapse of it at the end. Yeah, to get into their old people characters. So that's three hours every single day. Kyrie was actually known for falling asleep a lot during this process. Is that so not Kyrie, allowed? No, 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 it's fine. But Kyrie would actually fall asleep because he was just like taking a nap during this three hour process while they were putting on his makeup on his face. But he was also known for then waking up as Uncle Drew. So a lot of times, uh, you know, Kyrie would show up on set, time to get into makeup, and would fall asleep, and then actually literally just wake up in character as Uncle Drew, because he had all the makeup on, and he'd just start talking like him. So Reggie Miller said that was actually kind of creepy to watch sometimes, because he'd just be asleep during the whole session, he's getting his makeup done, and then he just wakes up, and then you're not talking to Kyrie anymore. It's just like, Do you have to be sitting, like, sitting up straight? Uh, I mean, straight, but I mean, he's. I can't a, there's a lot of people. Straight. There's some movies where makeup takes like eight hours. Yeah, you know, like so the, some people you gotta like. Marvel movies are like that too. Yeah, so I mean, uh, yes. Like, I can you imagine like Jennifer Lawrence staying awake her whole time during the makeup? <laughs> should sometimes just gotta fall asleep getting that mystique outfit. Yeah, yeah. Or facts. Uh, Nick Kroll also starred in the TV show The Cavemen. Oh. Uh, which was another like movie based video TV a show that was a TV show based off a commercial character. The Geico dudes. I didn't. Yeah. I actually remember that show. I remember it was canceled quickly, but I don't. I didn't know that Nick Kroll was in it. Yeah, I didn't know Nick Kroll. And a lot of us, I mean, the, the mainstream people didn't know him really till the league happened. The and then league, Nick Kroll's and then he was making like uh, like the guest appearances on like uh, Parks and Rec and random things. Yeah. Then he had, was the Kroll show after the league, or was that before? I think it was during. Uh, during? I'm not really sure, but like Nick Kroll now is, of course, in a lot of stuff. Like yeah. Money or Die, he's also on Adult Swim is stuff. Is he still like, dating oh, Amy Poehler? I have no I, clue. I, have, I do not know. That is not part of the trivia. No. I do not know who Nick Kroll's dating. <laughs> Lots of trivia. Nate Robinson also starred in one of the Pepsi commercials uh, with Kyrie Irving as Uncle Drew. I, I, um, I, know I do remember that. And funny part is he played uh, an old jazz musician that can also ball yeah. and his name was Lights. Oh, he was trivia. the original Lights. He was the original Lights, <laughs> uh, but apparently didn't reprise like that, that role and now he's called Boots. In now the he's movies, Boots. So. And last but not least, um, all members that Kyrie Irving, aka Uncle Drew, recruits to be on his team are all, they all work on TNT. It's time for some yeah. So, uh, I, I had to look it up, I guess Nate Robinson has worked a little bit, like, I'm sure on he's some done kind of TNT like, basketball thing. I'm sure he's done the show with, like, uh, with, with Shaq and Kenny yeah. and, and... he's not, like, one of the regulars, like, whereas, no, uh, he comes from, like, Isaiah Neal. Thomas. Yeah, Shaquille yeah. O'Neal's in the booth with, like, Charles Barkley and, yeah. you know, Kenny, Kenny and Ernie, Ernie, and then Chris Webber and Reggie Miller, uh, they're calling yeah. the games, so doing the broadcast, yeah. so... But yeah, I, Nate, I, I do remember seeing Nate, I think he does the players only thing they do on Tuesdays, Yeah. that's hosted by, um... Uh, Baron Davis and uh, all those other dudes. I think I've seen him on there, and I think I have seen him on the Thursday night um, inside the NBA. Lisa Leslie, I've seen call games. Yes. Times yeah. And do the, the yes. Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, Lisa shows Leslie well. as well. Um, yeah, that's actually a good point because I was actually just looking up the people that he recruits. 
so yeah, she has two. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Wow. There was a, I don't know if this counts as trivia, I, uh, but I, I did want to mention there was a line that Kyrie said where, uh, like, basketball is family and how he doesn't have one and he keeps moving from city to city. Well, his last uh, profound line to Dax. Yeah, his last Oscar-worthy line to Dax. Like the motivation for him to get on the court and take that shot or something. Yeah. Or, or, I don't know. He, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. And in real time, Kyrie was still on the Cavs. He hadn't moved to the Celtics yet. But for you basketball fans out there, Kyrie left the Cavs to go to the Celtics because he didn't want to play with LeBron anymore. He wanted to be the star of his own team. This movie was released, he was on the Celtics though, right? Right, but I think during the making of it, he was still on the Cavs. So he had this line about how he's just a a loner who moves from city to city, but everything is about family, which is kind of contradicting at the same time. But I just thought it was weird that he was like, yeah, I moved from city to city, and then he moved from from Cleveland to what Boston. Is, what, what exactly is the line again? Um, it was just something like uh, he has no f- like real family or something. And yeah. Like, um, and how he just he's moves from town to town. Yeah, he. Um, I think I think the line was like because Dax like the game gave up on me. Like I loved the game, but it didn't love me back. And he's like, there's something I found out, young blood. Trying to channel Kyrie Irving with something I found out, Young Blood. It's like, you know, I never loved anything. I uh, just moved around city to city, just not really like caring about the team and the sport or whatever. And it was kind of funny because it's kind of setting up because Kyrie's gonna be a free agent. Right. Uh, This this upcoming off season. Right. And the rumor is he's gonna leave the Celtics and leave the Cavs. It was almost like he was trying to talk to LeBron or something. Yeah. He's like, yeah, (laughs) he doesn't want to play with the the, you know the best player in the league or arguably. Um, um, I just thought that was a weird thing that happened in would, Kyrie's would, real life. People call it meta. I think I think meta is the term because he's like kind of talking in this character, but like where we're at the Kyrie back, now is just back. he's just kind of just I'm open to moving city to city, just yeah. doing whatever wherever he wherever he can shine, playing that ISO ball. Yeah. All right. Well, that was it. That yeah. was our trivia. Those are that's good trivia. It's good yeah. trivia and good gems. Uh, fun fact, actually, Kyrie Irving, while filming Uncle Drew, was on the Cavs. He was on the Cavs. But that was like the time that he was uh, pushing when he already announced that, you know, he doesn't want to be like the Robin to Batman. Right. He found out he was traded while filming Uncle Drew. Oh. So he, he was traded in the midst of filming Uncle Drew. Okay. So he was a Cav when it started. And then so ended up a Celtic towards the end. The line that he, when he read the script had no idea that it was actually foreshadowing in his actual career. Or maybe he did know. Maybe he wrote it. I mean, he definitely he's wearing number two on the Harlem Buckets team. Right. So, so. He, and they all were wearing their numbers. Like Aaron Gordon was wearing double zeros, and I believe that's his number. Yep, that's his magic. number on the Magic. Um, I should see. know he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, uh, Reggie Miller, 31. 31. That was his Pacers number. Right. Um, Nate Robinson, though, was double zero, which... He, he that was, was a number... He was, he was on, like, he was always in the, the He was low, a warrior at one He was point. always, like, number two, number four, number six. Yeah. With other and ones. Chris Shaq, Weber wore four. Four, and then and Shaq. Shaq wore 34, which is interesting. Not that the was, Magic 32. No. Uh, not the 32 in the Lakers. Uh, 32 no, in he the was, Heat. He was 34 on the Lakers. He was 34 Lakers. He was the Kobe... Era Laker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't. I Pass mean, the ball, Kobe. Yeah. I mean, it would have been made. It would have made more sense for him to wear. He could have worn the Heat number, but it just wouldn't have made sense if he wore like the 
Suns number. I just think he was, he was still 34 with the Suns. I don't know what number he was with the Cavs or the Celtics, though. I don't know if he was 34 there also. He could have been 34 with the Celtics. Shaq on the Celtics and stuff? Yeah, that's where I, he either retired with know. the Cavs or he, the Celtics. He was on the Celtics. He was on the Cavs. He was on the Suns for a little bit before that because he was traded to the Suns from the Heat. And that was like one of Steve Kerr, who I love him now. That was a horrible mistake on his end because yeah. that whole team was running. It was the Mike D'Antoni run and gun, and then they had this weight that was weighing everybody down. When it's all said and done, I think people forget about all the random teams Shaq was on at the end. Mm-hmm. It will just be simply Magic, Magic Lakers, Lakers Heat. Heat. Yeah. And then it's going to be like in a bunch well, of Well, there's a you know, I was actually having a conversation uh with this with a with Tristan. He joined the LeBron. Yeah, he wanted well. to play with LeBron. But like Hakeem, people forget Hakeem Olajuwon retired with the Raptors right. and Patrick Ewing retired with the Magic. And uh Lonzo Mourning did he retire with the Heat? Uh, I believe so. Okay, so Alonzo Mourning but that, he was he, he was an all-star with the Heat, though, because he was playing with Tim Hardaway. Gotcha. Okay, so, like, all those kind of guys where you always associate with one team. Well, I mean, like, Tracy McGrady retired with the Spurs. Yeah. Uh, you know? Gary Payton got a championship with the Heat. That's true, yeah. Because so, he joined the, the Shaq, Dwayne Wade Heat. So I guess the moral of the story we're getting is, no matter what, if you want to be a basketball player, you're going to have to move around city to city. the best team at yeah. the time, yeah. That, 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 that's what's up, young blood. Yeah. Just getting buckets. Yeah. cities. <laughs> um, yeah. I wanted to ask you who you thought, out of the professional athletes, who you thought was the best actor. Oh, interesting. Okay, so out of all the professional athletes, who was the best actor? Right. Um, honestly, Nate Robinson... Really surprised so? me. I, honestly, just even though he didn't really have any lines, so it's not really fair. But right, he actually. I but really, it won Anna Paquin an Academy Award. <laughs> I really. It's true. Wait, what movie was that? Uh, was it The Piano? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I know it actually shocked me because he's kind of like the second youngest one out of that group. Right. And I kind of felt like he was an old senile guy with dementia. That's yeah. like really sad. Yeah, because looks like Frederick Douglass. It looks like so. I was saying to you earlier. I I think they did the best makeup job on him because he did look like a sad old man with dementia sitting by a window. Yeah. Who was yours? Who was yours? I, I I mentioned it earlier. Chris Chris Webber. I loved him as the pastor. He was pretty good. My only question, my question is just his makeup though. Because yeah, looked, there were times where it looked like it was his hairline was kind of going. His hair was crazy and wild. It's like Al Sharpton yeah. hair was just slicked back. Hundred percent. Overall though, um, yeah, I think. All of them were pretty substantial actors yeah, in their I, roles. Reggie is always, re, re, I think he's like the worst. Yeah. But he's always, you know, a goofy whatever. But I think they all held their roles. Yeah, there was well. times I really liked Kyrie Irving, but then you mentioned scenes with like in the van where it's like, this is like an SNL improv mm-hmm. sketch going a little too far. Way too, yeah, that thing went on way but, too But, I mean, honestly, like towards the end, it was just like he was Uncle Drew. So, yeah. I mean, it worked for me. Yeah. It was a fun movie. And honestly, it was kind of just cool to just... Take a step back and just enjoy this for what it was. Exactly. I just, like I said, just a little bit more basketball would have went a long way. Yeah. Because they talked a lot about basketball, but not seen enough basketball. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, especially with like what we've seen Uncle Drew do in, not just Kyrie Irving doing in the NBA, but Uncle Drew doing those Pepsi commercials. Yes. I wanted to see a lot more of that street ball. So this was definitely a basketball movie. It's a basketball yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any, I don't know what else you would call it. I mean, even Space Jam <laughs> had a storyline that we had to watch for Oh, yeah, yeah, basketball. Space Jam. So there's all these great basketball movies. So we're going to we're gonna shift into, we both have some lists. So we want to yeah. talk a little bit about basketball movies in general, but then we got some top five pick lists. So yeah. we're going to do this in a little segment we call Top Five Picks. 
Well, it's not the bottom, it's the Doing you well, doing of all time. All right. What do you got your your five? My on? number five falls under the ridiculous. Okay, gotcha. I think that's where I went with my five. Too. My five is semi-pro. Interesting. Okay, so semi-pro did not even make my list, but, but I have here's, seen here's this. But here's why. Because semi-pro actually, aside from being a, based on a fictional team, revolves around a real story of the ABA joining the NBA. But a real story, but like nothing about it nothing besides about actually it. the event. But of the that teams happening. are real teams. Like they talk about the Spurs. Like was the Tropics? Was that a real? No, team? No, 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 no. That, that, was, was, that was the only fictional team. But the Amigos and all the other teams that are used, the St. Louis Spirits, like they use real teams and the real teams that were formed into the NBA and from the ABA. The ending, they compete with the Spurs. The Spurs, yeah. For like the last shot and, to make and, it. Uh, right? Andre Andre Benjamin, Andre three thousand is playing. Who's originally on. The Flint Tropics ends up playing for the Spurs at oh, that last yeah, game, yeah. and then he switches teams mid-game, which is normal. Which is normal. That's like NBA trade. But though. I mean, it's I love Will Ferrell. Like Harrison Barnes getting in trade yeah. in the middle. Traded in the middle of a game. <laughs> That's so horrible. You're subbed out of this city. Yeah, but you have to sit here still and watch the game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I I I, just, I don't know. I I love Woody Harrelson. He's actually on my list a few times, um, and I. Uh, I love Will Ferrell. I, I think it's a f- hilarious movie, and I do like that it, it it incorporates some history of the NBA in itself. I dig that. I thought it was always funny that like the Spurs were supposed to be the villain team, which, yeah. which is not how it's viewed no. sometimes. Like, Spurs are always a classic, fundamental yeah, team. Yeah, they're the classy team. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're fundamentally sound, and they're fun to watch, and Pop is a hero. All right, so my number five, I kind of stayed with Ridiculous, but I, I picked a classic uh, tale of uh, the New York Knicks being coached by a coach that you never expect. It's called Eddie. Eddie. Um, I picked Eddie. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg is a lifehard, diehard fan, sits in the nosebleeds. Yeah. Um, man, who was the, the, I forgot the actor. Um, the player? No, the actor that took over as the owner. Oh. Um, I, I, I haven't seen it. For, I, I've seen it, but it's... it's yeah, it's, I just remember the whole tone. So the, the owner takes over the team. And they have um, a, like a free throw competition because they're not getting along with their coach. Yeah. And because Eddie was his limo driver, she ends up winning, hitting the half court shot. So she gets to be an a, like assistant coach for the second half. Mm. And then he's like, I like her style. She cares about this sport. Right. Takes over as a coach and then teaches them how to like have passion again in basketball. Yeah. But they have like this side B plot in the movie that's so ridiculous that makes no sense where. He has a deal in place, but it's like you're fucking New York. You're, like, you're yeah, the New you're York the, Knicks. You're, you're not going the, anywhere. Even when the Knicks are terrible, they're still one of the biggest franchises. They're of, yeah, they're one of the most Madison successful. Madison Square Garden is the mecca of basketball. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just saying like, yeah, like, I remember there was always this plot of like, we better make the playoffs or I will sell this team. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the same plot of um, Major League. Major League, it's yeah, the same yeah, yeah. plot as Major League. It's like, no, there's certain teams that you're not selling them. <laughs> I mean, I get it that the New Orleans Pelicans might move to Seattle. Yeah. But, like, the L.A. Lakers are not in danger of, like, moving to <laughs> yeah. Utah. I mean, this, or the Kings. I think the, King, the Kings were in danger Well, the of Kings moving. make a little bit more sense. We're talking about New York City. No, we're talking about like, a major city. The heart yeah, of the Manhattan. Lakers will not go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah, Eddie's, it's really fun. You know, they it's make really the playoffs. He teaches Ivan to uh, take a charge. <laughs> yeah. Um, Didn't they incorporate Stace, actual basketball players too? Uh, Wasn't Ewing no, in it? So not on the team, but uh, not on the Knicks. But they play against like the Hornets at the end, and like they got Larry Johnson, mm, Grandma Ma. 
and Larry Johnson actually is the key part in the end because he goes up because the coach, like this would never happen either, but like the coach of the Knicks got fired and he took over. He ends up being the coach of the Hornets. Uh, they had to play the Hornets for that final spot in the right. East playoffs. And he says, charge the ball. This guy doesn't know how to take a charge. Yeah. And then like Larry Johnson goes up for the layup and he takes the charge and that's the game. Ah. It's like no basket. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go into what my number four is. Please. Um, I wonder if you have this on your list because I kind of dug deep on this one. Okay. I picked the six man. It is. It's on your list. Yeah. All right. Where do you have it ranked? Two. You got it up at two. Yes. So I put it at four. Um, so let's both talk about it. You got it. You got it at two. You got it at four. I, for me, it's it was one of those movies that I like when I was watching movies when that movie. What year did that come out? Oh, I have it. Ninety seven. Uh, yeah, I was a kid. Yeah. I was. I was young. Movies that I was watching were all like action movies or like fun, mm-hmm. like Beavis and Butthead or or like Waterworld, just stuff like that. I never saw. I I went to see with my my basketball team at the time, my seventh grade basketball team, and it was the first movie where there was like I remember tearing up because of yeah. you know the the brother dies on the court. Brother dies on the court. There's supposed to be like the team. Yeah, and it's Marlon Wayans is the main character, right. and basically what goes down is just. He has like a, a shack injury, basically. Yeah. Except this time he dies. He 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 dies at on the court, and then his his angel, his ghost, helps this college team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, make it all the way to the finals. And like then he's that, still on the team, like assisting like angels in the outfield kind of stuff. Very much yep. like angels in the outfield, and then uh, you know that last, the very very last scene when he shoots that shot, and and Marlon's like, no, just let it go. Yeah. Like me and my entire team were like. <gasps> Like, like yeah, as a seventh grader, like well, I'm 12, 13, I'm like, oh man, so like that, that that hit me. So you're watching with your team, just I'm watching it with my it. basketball team. That was like our little field trip. But yeah, that that movie to this day is I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite movies, but it's it's definitely one of my it's probably my second. Yeah, that's why it's second on here. It's my second favorite basketball. Right, movie. I think it has a good blend. What I look for in a basketball movie is I look for like three different elements, like a good story, um, good cast for the mm. most part that makes sense for the story because you can't just have random cast people they have to like look like they could be legit basketball players right. but then also like third of just like very accurate portraying of like how the game plays with this right uh and i thought it hit all those elements i think it's it's a disney kind of movie yeah, so very much i so. put a little lower on my list because it's a little goofy you know yeah. there's a ghost out there helping people and <laughs> stuff but overall it just like it showed the team aspect it showed the games and their heart of the season. I feel like that'd be a crazy story if yeah. you're actually watching that in real life. Of like, they had the top recruits that were like brothers. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're twins, but they're like they were brothers. They were old. They're he brothers. Was, he was the older. The one that died was the older. Yeah, brother. yeah. And it's just to imagine that would happen in actual college sports to see like you know you know there's Brooke and Robin Lopez. There's always been kind of like some brother. There was the Harrison twins and. Kentucky, like, right. that'd be a crazy uh, story. One passes the away. The O'Bannon brothers from a long time ago from UCLA, I believe. Sure, yeah, yeah. You're digging a little deep there, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. If you have that kind of story of like, man, these two brothers, they're, I think they're like supposed to be a top team. Yeah, I think it was a really good story. And yeah, I also really recall that moment of that's almost why I made it on the list was just, just let it. There are moments though, like because we're seeing the older brother like block the shots and knock people over, but we're not seeing it from what everyone else is seeing. That like the ball is going into the hoop and then all of a sudden like it's pushed out of the way. We're seeing we're believing it because we're seeing a guy do it. But if it was we kind of like flubber we were, meets basketball. Yeah, you know? but if we were to actually see someone on the court 
look like they got hit and fall over, we're gonna think like, what what just happened? Oh yeah, that's true. To like, what's like watching that Sports Center? Yeah, like, like seeing some people get like fallen. Yeah. yeah. I just, I always thought that was the weird part of it. It was like, no one's seeing this from like what everyone else is actually seeing on TV. Okay, so you had that at number two. I had that at four. Four is actually what, what people might consider the best basketball movie of all time is Hoosiers. Okay, so you put Hoosiers on. I put on. Hoosiers on four it, just because, um, I don't know. For me, I like a kind of a, I like my humor in my movies, but I do recognize that it's not just a great basketball movie. It's an overall great movie. I think Gene Hackman mm-hmm. is amazing in it. Um, you know, it's just about a rural. It's 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 like what we said just earlier. It's it's like the classic it's basketball. Classic. It's yeah. a drama. It's a it's it's just classic. It's a you classic. Know? You have to put it on there, and I I'll, I'll I recognize that, and I do enjoy. It. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I I do. Every time it's on, I do stop and watch it. So that's why I put it on number four out of respect. I, I threw it into my honorable mentions. Uh, I went a little bit more goofier with my okay. list. Uh, but no, I, like me putting it in the honorable mentions, that's good enough. That's good for, enough. Yeah. But honestly, if it was supposed to be like the overall package of a film, yeah, it's number one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But well, we're, maybe we're going with our two, personal. So. We're going with our personal favorites. This is that's my why. personal. And right. how many times do I put on Hoosiers? Not as much as some people do. Sure. Yeah. How many uh, times do I put on The Six Man? Not as much. I watched Eddie actually a couple years ago, and it's not that good. I almost I put it on there just run the whole concept and the weirdness. And I put Hoosiers on there out of respect, but I do enjoy the movie. But the funny thing is, I I was gonna put Semi Pro at four, and I was at five. I was gonna put Celtic <laughs> yeah. Pride. Do you remember oh. that movie? Is Celtic, that on your list at all? It's not on my okay. list, but no, that's a good call. It's Dan Aykroyd, Daniel Stern, they're diehard and, Celtic and fans. And uh, which Wayans? One of the Wayans. One of the Wayans. They kidnap. Um, they kidnap like the star of the Jazz. Yeah, was he Jazz Lakers or was it Jazz? It was a Jazz. It was a Jazz. Yeah, because at one point they they wear Jazz jerseys. Yes, that's right. Um, for some reason. Um, so that that was gonna be on the list. Okay, right. so Hoosiers, it's a classic. Classic. Um, what's your number three? My number three is Space Jam. Okay, that's my number two. That's your number so, two. Okay, so let's talk about Space Jam. What do you What do you got on Space Jam? Everybody, get up! It's time to slam yeah, now. Yeah. Um, Come on and slam! Uh, enough said, dude. It's no, just uh, it's got a great. I mean, as horrible as R. Kelly is now, I mean that song was iconic at the time. Yeah, I mean, it was. Every I mean, kid the, sang it. The soundtrack. If you play basketball, if you never had that on, like shooting some no, hoops. No, it was the equivalent of like jock jams. Yeah, like a hundred percent. And you know, we had Michael Jordan in that interesting part because they're kind of telling the weird untold story, like the fake like Looney Tunes story of right. like when he like played baseball. Right. Um, very kind of simple story to follow as well. Like it, it has everything kind of involved in there where you have. These evil aliens, like they're gonna like they're running out of business, so they need to like steal the talent. They bet on a basketball game. Michael yeah. Jordan's involved. You get Wayne Knight, Bill Murray plays. Bill Murray's and in then it, yeah. it's about teaching the game, and then it's about just the overall game itself. And it was like Looney Tunes meet basketball. And I think Michael Jordan is not that good of an actor. No, but he really worked well in this movie. And especially having to act with it's just a classic non people. Yeah. Like he had to act. To nothing there. Yeah, there's a great, um, like, you know, behind-the-scenes shots of Michael Jordan, like, playing basketball against a bunch of people in green suits. Yeah. I think it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. And Michael Jordan, I was still growing up with him, but it's it's no question why people just call him the greatest. And he is the greatest. I, he is the greatest. He's the GOAT. Because yeah. 
you can just do nothing wrong. No. Like as far as the eyes of like in just, the game itself, like you hear stories about how much of an asshole he is. Yeah, 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 the yeah, game, yeah. But within the sport of itself, he's the greatest. Yeah, I mean, he was able to pull off Space Jam, join baseball for a little bit, come back to the Bulls, win and multiple rings, and still be great. And then, and then just for shits, he joined the Wizards. Just at for the end, shits, you know? he joined the Wizards. He was still like not terrible. He yeah. was better than a lot it, of like. You know, he was a role player at that point, but they he was also, still Michael Jordan. They also cover that cliche that they always do where the Looney Tunes are just getting destroyed. It was like like a billion to like zero. Yeah. And then he like gives them the Michael Michael's secret like doing water. Yeah. And then they play really great. And yeah. then, then he has to like think like a cartoon, his arm gets extended. <laughs> Bill Murray shows up just for one play. Yeah. I have Bill Murray's Space Jam jersey. I was too. uh so you know, I actually it. That was one Christmas I was going to get you that, and then I think Julia told me not to. Sorry. Anyways. Anyways. So uh, what do you... Space Jam, I put at number two. You I got a number three. three. So what is your three? My number three is Juana Man. Juana Man. Um, another one of those picks that I just don't give a fuck right now, because I'm just like, <laughs> that movie is, you can say that to like any dude I feel at a party, like, hey, have you seen, like, can you imagine walking up to someone at a party and going, Hey, did you ever see Juana Man? They're gonna be like, anyone's response is gonna be like yours. Like, Juana Man! Yeah, tell you, yeah, Juana Man. I can't tell you what the character's name is, but essentially it's the story of a very cocky NBA player that gets kicked out for. Joins I think, the WNBA. I think he just, like, um, I don't know, like, it was, you like, got too many flagrant fouls. He was kind of like Draymond Green, sort of, sure. like, personality, sort yeah. of. Uh, or like Rasheed Wallace or something, mm. and he like got suspended for a whole year. I think I forgot what the incident was, and he needs some cash, even yeah. though like I guess the guaranteed contract he still has from the NBA doesn't count. Yeah. What's your next step? Uh, dress up as a woman, mm. and that's what he does, and he plays in the WNBA. I like this movie for another reason because um, WNBA is I feel like been growing in popularity, but yeah, like going back then. Um, not really that much. So the fact that they were able to blend NBA, WNBA in just kind of like, even though it was like a movie that was just like this kind of just general popcorn flick. Right. Um, but it's just kind of funny. Yeah. You know, it's just like kind of zany. It, there's not much to take away from it besides the obvious of like this completely conceited yeah. jerk dude is just going to be like, oh, yeah, like I need to chill out, you right. know. But I think the lesson was also, <laughs> yeah. like, that these women could play, too. Because, like, during the time, it was, uh, speaking of Lisa, I think that's when Lisa Leslie was in the league. Yes. Yeah. And Rebecca Lobo, and, like, uh, maybe Sue Bird or something, yeah. Cheryl Swoops. I think the lesson was also, like, hey. Oh, that was at the very beginning of kind of the league. And it's funny, because I feel like the core of the movie is a little unfortunate, because I think the core is just, like, I can't play in the NBA. I'm gonna dress up like a woman and yeah. play in the WNBA, right. and I'll be great at it. Like yeah. we saw that in uh, the Rod Ringer. There was like that movie, The Ringer, with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, where he was like I'm gonna be handicapped guy and be in the Special Olympics <laughs> and win th- all, everything. Or I was thinking of Ladybugs with soccer, <laughs> <laughs> like Rodney Dangerfield yeah. dresses stepson up as a woman. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a little unfortunate because it's sending out this message that well, men are just superior to women in sports, so right. I will definitely dominate in the WNBA. But right. I think it's like what was interesting about it is. I mean, I could be misquoting Juana Man, but he kind of like learns you in the end that like, oh man, they're all really good they're at this really sport, good, yeah. and I have a lot to learn still than I thought. So I think overall, it's it, you know it's a little chauvinist still yeah. in the concept, but I think overall it's just it's just it's a silly weird movie. I can't no. even tell you what actors in Juana Man. I don't I don't even know that guy's name. Now. It's just Juana Man. Juana Man. Yeah. But like a movie like that would not fly at all. Did you did Juana Man even make your list? 
No, but it, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I remembered it. I just remember it just being so ludicrous and stupid that I just didn't want to mention it. <laughs> Let's just move on from Juana, man. So we're at Everyone's two so now? So what do you have at two? So, so we're at number two. I mean, I had Space Jam. and That's I right. And you said Six Man was yeah, number so two. Yeah, so let's go straight to our ones. Well, I think our number one is probably unanimous because the fact that you haven't said it yet and the fact that I haven't said it yet, I'm just assuming the number one is going to be White Man Can't White Jump. White Man Can't Jump is not only one of my favorite basketball movies, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, so... We're going to talk about White Man Can't Jump in a second, but I just also want to throw out, I had an honorable mention of the movie Love and Basketball. Okay. Um, have you seen that? Of course. Okay, so, and did you have any other honorable mentions? I have a few. I said Celtic Pride, I said Sunset Park, which you don't, you didn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Pistol, which was like an autobiographical film about Pete Maravich. Okay. And then He Got Game. He Got Game. He Got Game is pretty great. Um, I, I Another think, movie where an NBA actor or an NBA player is an actor. Yeah, not the best. Not the uh, best. I, I mean, that's when it's he was Denzel's, Milwaukee. It's he's, Denzel's vehicle. He was Milwaukee Buck, and I loved him. But yeah, um, yeah Ray Allen. I, I also heard didn't enjoy working with Denzel. Like, oh that really? Much. I don't know. Or it was like Denzel didn't enjoy working with him because Denzel was a little Jesus crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, awesome, great name, and yeah. he was a Milwaukee Buck at the time, so we were loving it. Yeah. Um, Love and Basketball is just kind of echoes the other part. It like, had this really good drama. It was about romance, but of course it showcased like just like the, the WNBA aspect of playing as well. And it kind of just showed like, you know, they, they kind of found each other like both ways. And I don't know, it had like a good blend of romance, basketball, and she kind of ends up having the career and he doesn't. Right. Um, I don't know. It was just like, it was everything basketball. I had a really good basketball moment. So it's a great movie. Um. All right. So our number one though. White man can't White jump. White man can't jump. I love it. Uh, we had the awesome combo of Woody Harrelson, Wesley, Wesley Snipes, Snipes <sighs> Rosie Perez. Oh, wait, let's do a whole segment on her in a little bit. But overall, <laughs> you know, it just it it has that street ball aspect. It's mainly street. It's a three on three turn. But it's more than that. It's it's got the gambling aspect yeah, about it. Like talk about a good hustler rather yeah. than Dax. These dudes know <laughs> yeah. how to hustle. Got my whole life savings on this. Well, Billy did a few times. <laughs> Billy did, and he, he played the, the whole, like, I'm a dumpy white guy, and I'm going to play against yeah. these dudes, and he could play. He could shoot. Yeah, and it just, um, that movie kind of morphed into more about, like, people, like, gambling, and, mm. like, Rosie Perez has a bit, like, Billy, sometimes when you win, you lose. Sometimes yeah. when you lose, you win. Well, she you has know, the ultimate gamble. She was on Jeopardy. I know. The Jeopardy part is just great. Quince. She's just, like, she's just studying. Yeah. Where does it start with Q? <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny because that was like also a movie for me too where the main hero ended up like the win and lose part. Like the sometimes when you win, you lose. Sometimes when you lose, you win. I thought it was always just fascinating for me because he finally wins that tournament, mm-hmm. but he gambles more money and, and he ended up losing the girl in the end. Right. So it was just kind of interesting where he still didn't really figure it out until the very end that he lost her. So yeah. we kind of left at that like... What's he going to do? Yeah. You know? Um, but as far as the basketball stuff, it was... You know, some of the moves, I think, were a little ridiculous. But, I mean, the movie itself were... I mean, we're talking about 92. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, the outfits are amazing. Outfits are... <laughs> I mean, those outfits are, like, back now. Yeah. Like, that fashion's back now. I just... They made it seem... The only problem I had with it, but it's still great, is, like, they made it seem like that hustle is, like, so common, but everyone still falls for it. Mm-hmm. It was just funny, though... Well, he can't play it. No, no, no. Anybody else. And then he plays and they win a bunch of money. Like, right. It's like, I've seen this But then before. he gets hustled by, yeah. by Snipes. Yeah. There's a hustling on There's a hustling. There's a hustle on a hustle. 
But oh. it, I think it has a lot of. I think it's like it's not an outlandish comedy. I yeah. think it's it's a subtle comedy, and I think it hits on all points. There's like that one guy who he loses game, so he goes to his, he tries to rob that. He asks he asks his girl for some money. And then she's like, no, it's the best scene. It's one of the best scenes in the movie. And then he ends up walking. He's like, I'll be back one minute yeah. with his basketball gear on. He just, just puts a thing on his face. And then he robs. Wearing the same outfit. He robs the owner and he knows who he is. He's yeah. like Leon or something. He's like, is that you? Why do you got a gun? He's like, just give me some money. And then he takes it off. And he's like, oh, how about this good watch? Like pawned his like, girlfriend's earrings or like some yeah. jewelry. Uh, yeah, it's got this great blend of like, it's dramatic. It's It's got some action. It's got some comedy. Yeah. Uh, got plenty of looks on like Woody Harrelson's face, just being confused, and, like not understanding what's going on. And yeah. uh, Wesley Snipes was great. And also the other moment that I love is finally when he's calling him out that you hustled me. Yeah, they're all getting in fights. It's getting kind of violent, but then they all stop in the middle of their fight because a basketball game was on. And yeah. They stopped to watch. Yeah. So it threw the element of the people that live and play this game also love to watch it. Right. And uh, it's an awesome movie. Great movie. Yeah. Great. I'm actually I might watch it later now. <laughs> we should do a filming you on I th- I White think, Man Can't Jump. I think jump. we should cover that. I think that's in. So Yeah. So it's unanimous. White Man Can't Jump is our favorite basketball movie. Of all time. Of all time. And I think we'll do a show about it pretty soon. Yeah. So. Well, that was our top five picks. Uncle Drew, like like we said, as advertised. I'm yeah. going with the two buckets and in, in a layup. I'll do. I'll stick with the two and a half. <laughs> two and a half, which is essentially the it's same It's two thing. buckets and a layup. Yeah, layup is kind of like a half, I guess. It's not quite a dunk. It's not dunk. Any any other kind of final thoughts you have? No, man. This was this? fun. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Thanks for coming on as well. We'll cover some more movies. we, we got to have you on again. Yeah. Your team's the Warriors. My team's the Bucks. So well, people we're, listening. We're the two teams in the in the you can, conferences. You can count that we will be debating White Man Can't Jump, and both our teams will be in the finals. Yeah. So that's what's going down. Absolutely. And then you'll lose in Game 7. Okay. So, all, right. all right. You heard it there. We're going to bet a couple of buckets in a layup. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank hey, you for no coming problem. out. This was fun. This was um, fun. And thank you all for listening. This is uh, the Film and You In Show. We're on the Grilling Out Podcast Network. Follow us on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud and uh, Smoke Signals, whatever you want to do. So thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and You In Show. Join us, everybody, for the Filming You Win show. Let's get some lunch.